0: Welcome to the Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. She is a powerhouse when it comes to architecting success. She joined her husband's managed IT company TechWorks in 2012, and within two years grew it into one of the most respected IT companies for small to mid-sized businesses in the New York tri-state area. And under her sole leadership, TechWorks specializes in helping company leaders protect their organization's data and comply with mandated regulations. In 2021, her entrepreneurial spirit motivated her to launch a second company called CloudWorks. Which was designed to offer small to mid sized MSPs a top of the line secure cloud environment. Her innovation earned her a Gold Stevie Award, New Jersey Biz Digitech Innovator Award, and recognition as an ROI Powerless 2021 Influencer and New Jersey Biz Best 50 Women in Business. Prior to her entrepreneurial career, she spent 12 years traveling the country working for leading financial firms and is currently on the board of Entrepreneurs Organization and Connect for Business Exchange. She is also part of several mastermind groups. is an avid supporter of St. Jude's and works with organizations that support victims of human trafficking. So let's welcome Sejal Lakhani but How are you doing today, Sejal?
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me on today, Victor. It's a pleasure.
0: Uh it's great having you on. So I'd like to get started by asking you to please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. So you know. um, I, I worked in the banking industry, like you said, and I worked there until 2012, and I was climbing that corporate ladder. And at some point, I just wasn't 100% sure what, what I was doing it for. Uh, prior to that, my late husband in 2008 had started a company, and and I'd helped him with it. And in 2012, when I decided to leave Morgan Stanley, I said, you know what? Why don't we uh, work together a little bit? And I started dabbling a little bit here and there and realized that being an entrepreneur, allowed me to be home with my kids. It allowed me time. It's definitely a lot more work, a lot more stress, but it was done on my own accord for my own benefits as well. So it was, you know, it was something I really wanted to do and I'm not new to it. My father is actually an entrepreneur. So I grew up with that as well.
0: Oh, awesome. So yeah, number, yeah, a lot of times entrepreneurs usually have it in the family. So your dad was an entrepreneur. So obviously there was, um, you, you saw that, you know, from him growing up. And, and I also, like he was in the corporate world. So I understand how it can, uh, the rat race can really get you trying to climb the corporate life can be very stressful. And after a while you're, you're like, I've had enough of this. So you left in yeah. 2000, <laughs> you you left in two thousand twelve. took a little time off that you'd actually been helping your late husband, uh, you know, with this new company of this in 2008 and then it took some time off in 2012 when you left Morgan Stanley and uh you decided to dabble you work with it and um, you, know, you love being an entrepreneur a lot of you too.
1: And it was it was
0: very you know obviously a lot of it's time consuming but at the same time it was time feeling. a lot of you spend more time with your kids and more time with your family so you were enjoying that lifestyle so you might talk a little bit more about, you know, as you got further involved in 2012 with your husband's uh, tech works company.
1: Yeah. So, you know, look, first of all, it's always hard when you are live together, you're married, you work together, you have kids together. So we had very good separation of duties. He was technology and finance. My husband was an absolute brilliant uh, technologist and he ran all the finances and I did sales, marketing and operations. Um and basically my goal you know he started the company he was a very very smart tech and he started the company based on that and my skill set was to grow the company so when i came in i really focused on sales on marketing on building relationships getting into different groups getting a mastermind around me and i became the face of the company and in 2014 late 14 early 15 i took over as ceo um and i just started managing all of that while he ran fully the technology aspect of it.
0: That's awesome. And I like one thing you said. You focus on your strengths. He focused on his strengths. He did technology financing. He did sales and marketing. You he helped grow the company. And you eventually interface the company. And in 2014, became the CEO. Um, so sometimes uh, people try to do everything and they'll yes. try to do things they're not good at. And the successful people focus on the things they're good at. And then have other people do the things they're not good at. And you know what? Everyone's out. People love doing things they're good at. I'm sure your husband loved doing technology and the financing and you love doing loved the sales market. exactly. and marketing. Yes. Exactly. and And so a great division of duty. So that is really awesome. So, you know, you've had a lot of success you know, as an entrepreneur over the years. Now, we probably have a lot of people watching and listening who are, you know, you know, they want to become entrepreneurs or maybe they started their own business. They have a small to mid-sized business. So what are some recommendations you could give to them, you know, things they should do to help build their business and some of the things so the errors to so avoid doing it? Because as you know, when you get started, every, everyone makes mistakes. So what are some yeah. of the things they should avoid doing as well?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we made tons of mistakes, tons of mistakes. The, the, the biggest part of it is learning from those mistakes, right? Um, and the second aspect is, learning from other people's mistakes. So, you know, uh, getting out there and talking, one of the first things I did when I joined TechWorks, when I came in and started working full-time was I developed a network. I went out and there were days I was doing five networking events a day and people are like, oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. You were drinking and hanging out and meeting. No, it was a full-time job, meeting people, understanding what they're doing, doing one-on-ones with them. You know, Time is money, especially when you're an entrepreneur. And so going to all these things, meeting all these people and really honing into my circle of trust. And that is the first piece of um, experience share that I would give is build your circle of trust, build your network, build your relationship, people, because that is going to help you. Um, The second thing is we all just want to always do everything perfectly and correctly and fully the first time. If we're going to wait for everything to be perfect the first time we're never going to get to the next level. It's okay to sort of get mostly there and move to the next level so you can start to progress and progress and learn from the things that you've done. Um one of the other things that I thought was really important was learn the duties that you want to delegate. So you we, Victor we just talked about sales and marketing and you know you know doing things that you're good at. And I agree with that, but certain things like bookkeeping and certain operations and metrics, learn it. You might hate it. You might not like it, but learn it before you delegate it so that you know enough that if something doesn't seem right, you can figure it out a lot quicker and you're not completely reliant on somebody else. I mean, those are, I think those are some of the, those are some of the experience shares I would give. Some of the things that, you know, really worked for us. Um is communication. We had a ton of communication, uh, between myself, my husband, our employees, our clients, you know, making sure that we're always, always managing expectations. So that, that was definitely, um, a key to becoming more and more successful.
0: Awesome. That's some really good stuff there that you shared, Sage. Um, now you mentioned earlier, you know, you did masterminds, and I think that's something very important, Getting in a mastermind group, you know, especially if you have people yeah. in different parts of the company or different, you know, uh, not, not every, everyone doing the exact same thing you do, you know, because you get different perspectives. And yes. different field. Masterminds are very powerful, and I like the fact you talked about building your network, building relations, because you know, there's a saying, and I'm sure you agree, your network is your worth. So if you build your network, yes. you, it, could, it, it can help your career so much. And, you know, you yes. would go to like five networking events a day. Like it's, people don't realize it's not just, you know, partying and drinking and all that stuff. You need to work, get to know people, learn about them, see how you can help them. And, you know, build yeah. those relationships and keep in touch. And not just like say hi to them once, but you have to continue that relationship, reach out to them. From time time so time to check to Yeah. And a lot of times people might meet someone, but then only reach out to them when they want something from them. And that never that works. That doesn't work. It does not work. Yeah. It will backfire because people get yeah. sell when you only want them, you know, you see yeah. them as a transaction. So building those. I think workshops- the
1: biggest thing. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that people need to learn is that it's not about what they bring to you, what value they bring to you. You have to figure out what value you bring to them. If you can bring value to people, it'll always come back around.
0: No, I agree. It's the value you bring to them. You got to focus on how you can help them. And you said it it always comes back to you because. You know, you bring someone referral to business. You know what? You know, they may think later on, oh, I know her. She helped me with my business. I, I can give her a referral. That, that's yeah. what I, I think a great book everyone should read is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Because he yes. talks about the exact same thing. Yes. To all it's the an people- amazing, Yes. Too much <laughs> people focus so much on what they can get out of it and not enough of what they can give to them. And that's, so that was a great point you uh, mentioned and you mentioned time is money. Your time is valuable. So you have to be very intentional when you do go to these events and make sure, you know, you're not just wasting time. You're really build, giving value and building those relationships. And uh, and I like when you talk about perfection, this I think stops a lot of people and it actually leads to, Yes. People want every the whole thing to be perfect when they take action. But the thing is, uh, you have to take action. It's the only way you're going to get feedback to show you how you can do do it better. It's like version one point of anything is better than z- version zero point zero. And people like,
1: exactly, it, something's and better than nothing.
0: Exactly. And so, whether you're you're building a project, writing a book, but if you write a book, for example, you, you can always update and get a second edition the following year. You get the book out. It can exactly. help people out. You can inspire them. And you wait for everything to be perfect. Like you said, nothing gets done. It's, and you'll wait years and years and years. It's actually be, it's, it'll
1: never happen.
0: It'll never, it's actually in, many, in some ways it's a hidden form of laziness. It leads to a lot of procrastination. Yeah. Whereas you take, yes. uh, you take the, you take the action and it's incredible. Things just get done because you get the feedback. You, you learn how you can do it better. People tell you, oh, this is great, but this part you can improve on. And that's how you do it. But and nothing gets done until you take action and, and you learn from it. And, uh, and, you know, and we were talking about delegating duties. And I think I uh, like one thing you said was learn what you learn it before you delegate. So, for example, bookkeeping and yes. accounting, because it's it's happened to so many business leaders. Like they didn't know their accounting. And then the person running their account they did something wrong or they were like stealing money from them. And stealing but if you, money or they you leave are, or they leave or something or they botch something yeah. up and they're hiding it for you because they didn't do it intentionally. But now they, they're afraid to tell you, so they're hiding and you're losing money. So, but if you know how the system works, you can see hey something doesn't look right here because you you, you can review yeah. the records like every week or every month. so I mean, really learn those things before you delegate and then you can you can have a sense of something wrong this way they can't people can't hide it from you. So I, I definitely yes. thought that that something was uh, was was working. and I like we talked about communications key, you out know, you talk about you and your husband, your employees and your clients manage the expectations but sometimes if pe- if the expectations aren't managed, the employees can get angry. The customers can, can get angry. But if you manage the expectations, what you want, what you expect, and people won't get angry. So definitely, there was some really, uh, really good advice there. Um, so the next thing I like to ask you about is, um, you know, things are, you know, especially you know, you work in the technology field. So, You know, technology is changing like constantly. I mean, it's 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 like it's like things seem to be doubling every few months. It's like the amount of information. <laughs> it's like how do you how do how How is it trying to keep them in this digital age where technology is changing so rapidly?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, it used to maybe be every few months. Now it's on the hour. (laughs) Things are changing on the hour, especially with cybersecurity. We were actually um, honored to be named the number one cybersecurity firm in New Jersey recently. And the reason that we have that is because we are consistently doing research. We're consistently looking at vendors. We're consistently going to conferences. We're consistently at trade shows. And we're consistently talking to people. Like you said before, our network is our net worth. So I'm not just talking to other IT people. I'm talking to people in all different verticals and what they're seeing and what their issues are and what they're finding. And those are the things that are truly helping us stay ahead of our game.
0: All right. That makes a lot of sense. Talking to people, you're going to a lot of events, you're keeping abreast of all these things, you're doing it on a consistent basis. And that it let's just stay on top of things. Basically, in, in, in this industry, you always have to keep learning. You can't remain in place, and always you're just going to fall behind everyone else. So, you guys are yeah. If you're proactive. not
1: moving, you're going backwards. If you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. Is that there's no staying in place?
0: No, definitely, I totally agree. You know, you got to be very proactive about everything. um you know, and and again, you know, let's we'll talk a little bit. You know about cybersecurity, cyber breaches, because that's something that's very important for businesses, just for everyone, because every you know everyone's affected. Because we, we we all have people trying to break into our systems, you know, trying to steal our accounts. So you know, you know what what are some things that businesses need to do to ensure that the employees know how to stay protected? You know, you know by by cyber breaches.
1: So that is that is a very A very long-winded question. Um, So there's a lot. There is, the number one thing is we have to train our employees, okay? Um, Especially with all the things that have changed since COVID and hybrid workforces, things have become a lot easier for other people to breach, to get into. Um, We have multiple points of access and entry now. So it has become extremely important to do several things. One is train your employees make sure that they are trained, make sure that they are consistently that you're doing trainings that they, you know, like big trainings where you're actually going through everything, you're doing regular weekly and monthly trainings where they're doing different courses. Um, So that's number one. Number two is to have the proper cyber stack. You need, think about bulletproof glass. Bullets can go through the first layer. They might go through the second layer. It's the fact that they're multi-layered that gets you to the fact that it's bulletproof so you need multi layers of cyber of, of cyber stacks so you need you know from anything from antivirus to zero threat to making sure your you know your phones are good your laptops are good the ability to encrypt the ability to wipe all of these things pay, play a, a part in becoming secure but more than just having the right stack you need the right people to monitor that stack so if you've got all the right tools and no one knows how to use them or execute on them or read them, that doesn't work either. So I think it's really important, especially now, to make sure that you've got the right people in the right seats uh, that are gonna actually truly monitor and look at your cyber.
0: I No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, and you're right. Things are so much easier to breach uh, now. And I like what you said, consist, train your employees consistently, you know, weekly, monthly. And, um, and of course, all the other things you mentioned. And, and I like <laughs> you talked about the cyber stack. It's like with the bulletproof glass, multi-layers. They may get through the first layer, the second layer, but you have four or five layers, it won't get through all five layers. So you get to do the same thing with the cyber stack. And, and I guess that's why, yeah. you know, like some of these accounts, you know, they want to, they recommend two-step verification because if they get through the first step, they don't get through the second, so it's a, it's a little more right. secure. So it kind of works in a similar principle, and that's and- one of
1: the layers, right? Two-step verifications, one of the layers. And I think the biggest thing that we you know we really need to understand is that it is multiple layers, and we have to keep training and keep on top of it because cybersecurity and being safe now is no longer a luxury; it's a necessity for any small business, especially for small and medium businesses. A Merrill Lynch or Goldman Sachs can lose a million dollars in a heartbeat, right? That's like couch change. But I don't know a single small or medium business that can say, yes, I can take a million dollar hit and be operating tomorrow.
0: No, I, I agree. You got to keep on stopping it, and especially for the smaller firms. It's a huge incentive. Like you said, a small company, they lose a million dollars. They could be out of business. You know, Merrill Lynch yeah. or Morgan Sand, <laughs> they lose a million dollars. They just write it off. And and, right. you and and you mentioned earlier, and you also need the right people to monitor all the security and the cyber stacking. So yeah, this is really crucial. It's it's it, 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 and 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 the hackers that they're getting so much more sophisticated all the time. So you really need to keep keep on top of everything because they 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 will. I mean, they're, they're breaking into the Pentagon. I mean, they can break to the Pentagon. They can break into the. They are anything.
1: smart. Yeah, they're smart. And this is a business, right? This is their job just like you have a job and i have a job this is their job
0: mhm yeah no absolutely so definitely some really uh really good stuff here um now looking back in your career because uh, this is one thing like we we all do like we all have very number of obstacles that we have to overcome what would you say was the main obstacle you needed to overcome in your career to become successful
1: wow <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> you want to be to... good.
1: <laughs> I think obstacles are different in every level of your career, right? So, I'm going to maybe narrow the focus down and and stick with tech works. And I think one of the largest obstacles for me um, that I overcame with tech works is the loss of my husband. So, in 2019, he passed away unexpectedly. Um, he was the tech behind TechWorks, works uh, for, for most people that may not know, you can't run an IT company without a good IT plan or an IT person. Um, and he was my biggest asset. Uh, you know, he was our company's biggest asset. And so losing him at the same time, you know, and that that's the least of it, you know, obviously my kids lost their father. I lost my husband. So I think that was the largest obstacle. That was the biggest obstacle and sort of coming back together Re-identifying what was needed, what we wanted to do, getting, you know, getting more clarity on what I could do, what I wanted to do and what I had the skill set to do, reaching out to my network and being vulnerable and and asking for help. And and let me tell you, when you ask people for help, they come in flocks, they come in droves to help you Um, and, you know, sort of rebuilding The entire company, we re-strategized and we, you know, I pretty much rebuilt the entire company from scratch. You know, everything from the stacks we used to the vendors we were with to hiring my right hand man, who is the director of technology now, which was, you know, my late husband's position. It was a lot of change very quickly. And we did it all without losing a single client. And again, it was managing expectations.
0: Wow. Yeah. And, and, and again, uh, that, that's such the you know, moment you went through an incredible tragedy, losing, your husband, but it also, it was unexpected. It's not like, you know, it was like you know, yep. been sick for like two or three years. So you could plan for it. It just happened. And then it's, it's, and, and, and like you said, he was like the technology guy, the finance guy. And like, yeah, no one, you know, he was the guy who ran signal and, and that's hard yep. when the person learned technology and obviously it's difficult for you losing your husband your kids losing their dad. Um, and, and 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 you mentioned something, number one, you, you, you clarity on what you can do and reaching out to people for help and 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 the benefit, I think, if you some of you, you agree with it, the benefit of having built those relationships and helping people and giving value to them helped you in the run because now in CERN, because 100%. you have so many people, they they were like you said, they were dating a lot of people rushed to help you because you've been so good yes. to these people over there and they're saying now nah, you went through a difficult time this strategy and, and they, they reached out to help you and, and then help make things uh, overcome the loss of your husband for, for the, you and for the company. And then, and what was impressively you rebuilt, re strategize and you got so much help from these from your network. And what, and that's impressive. You didn't lose a single client and you manage nope. stage, Like you said, and that's uh wow. I think that that's just really uh, amazing. So it, it's Thanks. uh uh, that's definitely some really good stuff. Yes, I think people can just learn, you know, it's, um, uh, that, that is, that, that is a huge option, one of the biggest anyone can deal with. And I think you did a great job of it, you know, handling it. And, you know, so, and, and because of that, your company should be doing well for many, many years because you continue, you know, you change some things now, but, um, you kept, you kept everyone happy. So it, it's really good. Now, as we're getting close to the end, are there any last minute things you'd like to share with people? Uh, you know, you know, uh, being successful as an entrepreneur? Um, actually, would you like to talk a little bit uh, about uh, mindset and personal development? Has that played a factor in your success as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, yes. So personal development and mindset. Look, without mindset, I wouldn't have made it through that obstacle. It's it's really that simple. I I had two choices. I could have when everything happened, I got calls from the banks, from all my old employers and and colleagues to say, "Hey, you know, you kind of don't know any technical stuff. You want to come back now." And uh, you know, and I, you know, it's all in the mindset. It's it's knowing that, "Yeah, I got this and I'm strong enough to do this and I can I can get through this." Um, and really having that background and that support, right? So that was the first thing. But personal development, you know, I surround myself with people that are far smarter than I am. Um, I like to be the dumbest person in the room, and and I truly believe that building a network and building those relationships is extremely important, even for personal development. Cause you learn, you are, the people you're with is who you are learning with and who you're learning from. And I have learned so much from the different mentors that I've had in all these aspects of my life, personal and professional. It is extremely important. Uh, People say all the time, have you meditated? Have you done this? I'm not very good at that stuff, but I can tell you that I have people that I vent to, people that I talk to on a daily basis that I can just be myself with. I've been very good at, as my life progresses, we all change, right? We're not the same people we were five years ago, 10 years ago. I'm very good at sort of moving forward. And if certain people or things don't fit into that way of life, sometimes you have to move forward. You have to move on. I've also learned that you can't control everything. And as an entrepreneur, that is one of the hardest hardest lessons to take in is that not everything is under my control. And so there's certain things you just have to let happen, and you have to figure out how to deal with those things.
0: Yeah, and I want to start with that last point. I really like that you can't control everything. Yeah, as as far as we we really want to, but you can't some really things, want to. Yeah, some things you have no control over, and all you can control is how you react to what happens. You can't control what the other person's going to do, what the situation. You can't control the economy. Can't control the weather, but you have control over your response. So that's why whatever the full thing that happens overall will be it, it will be judged by high responses. So one person has yeah. a negative response, the other person has a positive response. That's why they get two different results from what happens to them. Yeah, you can't 100%. control you can't control an earthquake. You can only control nope. what you do with the earthquake. You you get stuck in traffic, not much you can do about it. You can only control your reaction. So I thought that's a very important point. You know, certain things you can't control, uh, you just have to accept it and figure out how do I handle this. And and that's what yeah. you and, and and I like how you shared like your mindsets. what got you through that uh, tragedy years ago when you lost your husband. You're like, I can get I can get through this. You know, you, know, you reach out for support and and then later on, you, uh, you you mentioned you surround yourself with smart people. You want to be the dumbest person in the room, and I have to agree with you. That's very important because it's a saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you 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 should, you should find yourself in a group of people to surround yourself with. Because like you I said, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. Because like I said, if you but you have smarter people around you. You learn from them. But if you're smarter than everyone, you're not going to learn them much. So that's why it's important. You can say you learn so much from those people. Who you surround yourself with is very very important. Do you you yes. used to say? That you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So look yep. at who you're surrounding yourself with. If they're successful people who know a lot, you're much more likely to have a successful career. So I agree that's very, very important. Definitely, you know that that's something that cannot be stressed enough. And you mentioned mentors. Mentors are crucial to being successful because yes. you, you mentioned before oh, avoiding mistakes. Uh, one of the great ways to avoid mistakes is getting a good mentor because the mentor's done the things, has made the mistakes, and so the mentor can tell you try not to do this, avoid doing this, because I did this, I messed it up, so I'm telling you, don't do it. And they can save you a lot of time and assets. Some people uh, don't want to spend the money on a good mentor because they see it as an expense, but they don't see that's actually an investment. If you spend $5,000 on a mentor, but they're making you $20,000, they're making you $15,000. I mean, yeah, so people don't see what they're getting back. So you got to focus on what what the return on that investment is. And almost every successful person I've ever talked to, including you, I said, the mentors has made a huge difference in their lives. So help the mentors, people are listening.
1: coaches, and coaches, and, and honestly, you have to invest in yourself and your people. And if you're not going to do that, you're not going to be successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you invest in your people, invest in yourself, and really it's going to make all the difference in the world. You got to look at it as a stock. You invest in a stock because you think it's worth it. If you don't invest in yourself, it means you don't think you're worth it. Then you should not go into business. But invest in yourself. is the best investment you can make. And then you can invest in, in your people, your company, and everything else. So think about yeah. think about the return on investment. Don't just focus on the cost. Too many people focus on that, but not yep. what, what they can get out of If you do that, everything will change. So listen, Sage, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure. You shared a lot of great tips, a lot of great value. So again, I want to thank you for being on the show. And if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for mm-hmm. them to contact you?
1: Uh, they can go to our website. It's techworks.com um, or cloudworks.com. And I also have my own at sejalbacani.com. And so they can reach me from any of those um, or, and my emails on all of those and Victor, thank you for having me on. It was absolutely my pleasure. So this was great. So thank you so much. And I, I do hope I provided value to your listeners.
0: Oh, you definitely did. And again, thanks again, Sejal. Have yourself a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening,
0: please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.